Welcome back to Mocha's Jams here with your girl, Mocha Sister, poet, writer, and podcast host of this series, as well as I have another series that has nothing to do with poetry, but anyway, I want to welcome you to, you to our space, and let's continue with Moon a little bit poetry. Um, this might be the second one where I delved into traditional poems around this um, poetry on this um platform is used for entertainment purposes so I do not retain the copyrights of any of the poems highlighted on the series thank you for being here so sit back and relax go get your coffee your tea whatever you that you vibing on right now and enjoy some poetry with me this first poem is called the light of stars by Henry Watson Longfellow. The night has come, but not too soon. And sinking silently, all silently, the little moon drops down behind the sky. There is no light in earth or heaven, but the cold lights of stars, and the first watch of night is given to the red planet Mars. Is it the tender star of love The star of love and dreams? Oh no, from that blue tint above, a hero's armor gleams. This poem is by Gerard Manley Hopkins, The Starlight Night. Look at the stars, look, look up at the skies. Oh, look at all the fire folks sitting in the air. The bright burrows, the circles, shadows there, down in dim woods. The diamond delves, the elves' eyes, the gray lawn cold where glow where quick gold lies. When beat wide beam, airy arabelles set on a flare, flake those scent floating forth at a farmyard scare. Ah well, it is all a purchase, all is a prize. So this is more like a sonnet in the Victorian poetry type of genre, it kind of asks the reader to look up at the stars, at the starlight night. Hopkins um, kind of compares the stars to numerous things, to people, uh, people sitting in the night sky, the eyes of elves and diamonds. And so I, I like a lot of this figurative language that he uses. And I also like the that he talks about, or the idea of darker pitches, patches of the night sky, what the night sky feels like, what it feels like. So this poem, the backstory on this poem is that Hopkins sent this poem to his mother as a birthday present. It's kind of interesting, right? Next poem is by Edith Sodder Grand. She was born in St. Petersburg in a Swedish-speaking family. And I'm trying to see what else I can find on her. She uh, was influenced by Heen and Goss. She also wrote her films, first poems in German. She later switched to Swedish. and um, But she used a lot of vernacular from Germany in that vernacular. She, and it remained a permanent feature of her language and her works composed during school years. She was criticized because of certain things and no she didn't want to make a political stand so she was you know 
people talked about that. Her father had a medical condition, so she returned in 1907 to her home. A lot of her themes or death themes popular among, you know, her poetry. This is a very short poem. It's called On Foot, I Had to Cross the Solar System. On foot, I had to cross the solar system before I found the first thread of my red dress. I sense myself already. Somewhere in the space hangs my heart, shaking in the void from its stream sparks into other intemperate hearts. The final poet is Sarah Howe. She wrote about scientific ideas in her poem. Her poem is called Relatively, right? Um, And she wrote this relating to Einstein's general theory of relativity its impact on physics, and read it to Stephen Hawking, whom the poem is dedicated. Wow, okay. See, that's why you got to know a little bit about the background. It just brings things into a different space. So that's a very interesting poem, and she wrote it as a dedication poem for Stephen Hawking. Okay, let's get into this. When we wake up brushed by panic in the dark, our pupils grope for the shape of things we know. Platoons loose from the slits like greyhounds at the track, reveal light's doubleness in their cast shadows. That stripe a dimmed lab's wall, particles no more. And with the wave bid all certainties goodbye, for what sure in a universe that Dopplers away like a siren's midnight cry, they say. And flash scene from on and off a hurling train. We'll explain why time dilates like a perfect afternoon. Predicts black holes where parallel lines will meet. Whose stark horizon, even starlight, bent in its tracks, can't resist. If we can think this far, might not our eyes adjust to the dark? This is a great poem. I like it. Um, The way she writes it, her format is like every two lines. And then she's using different ways to break the lines with either, uh, you know, a hyphen or, or comma or something. But every two lines is the content of the poem. And it's, it's done beautifully. 